0: You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer, the official podcast of the 4 one Game Zone.
1: cooperative multiplayer. I think this is like number 83 is what's telling me and this is the official Phone Game Zone podcast. And joining me today is Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. How are you?
0: I'm finally I'm actually awake for one of these.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I'll give you uh, I'll give you that. Since normally we do this really late, but we're doing this at like a normal hour at like 10 p.m. Eastern time over here, so... Yeah. It's like a first in a while. Uh, anything exciting having this week? Anything?
0: Played some games, bought some games, and shared my Steam library with you.
1: <laughs> That's always a plus. Gives us more to talk about. Uh, in the future when I get to play some of those, uh, Robert is... I don't know, he's been not... T- answer me for like yesterday and today so he must be really busy and Daniel's doing his usual thing maybe he will be in the chat as I think he's been at work for like an hour so he, he could be there so uh, what you've been playing then
0: I uh, finally beat Assassin's Creed Rogue I just did that today actually that was really good uh, episode 2 of Borderlands
1: so how's that
0: It's good. Uh, It's a little less action-packed than, like, episode one was, which is still fine, but it's still funny, which I liked.
1: That was the one thing I asked you, was, like, just making sure it's funny as long as it's, you know, uh, gonna be a little slower. If I can laugh at it, I'm good, because the first game, you know, the first one, we talked about it on here, that I really enjoyed it not being the biggest, uh, fan of you know, Borderlands or anything, and I, I really felt like, okay, I don't need to be a big fan of Borderlands to like this. I can just enjoy it for what it is as per usual with Telltale Games, so... Good to know, it continues. Yep.
0: Uh, I liked Rogue a lot still. I, uh, beat Hotline Miami 2, which I didn't really like.
1: No! So, not, no, uh, opinions no. changed on that no. one? Hmm. Sorry, you will see my... Okay, yeah, <laughs> see, this is what happens when you do your podcast at an hour when the kid is still awake. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, anyway, yeah, so uh, nothing, nothing's changed on the Hotline Miami 2. No, you...
0: I mean, my review went up, and it was it gave, I gave it like a 7, I think, which is still fine, but it's just not as good as the first one, I don't think.
1: I can. Uh, I can see that.
0: And I bought some PSN craft. Same as you.
1: <laughs> well, what what did you buy for the uh, people that don't know what you bought?
0: Uh, there's a big PSN flash sale this weekend. I grabbed uh, Wild Arms 1 and 2 for a dollar. Uh, Katamari Damacy for a buck. Uh, Nobi Nobi Moy for a buck. And Mega Man X4 for a buck, which is a great Mega Man game.
1: Yeah, I, uh, man... I think I need to bring out my list for this <laughs> Of so, you know, I don't really get to participate in, like, I mean, I you know, steam sales are usually good for me to grab one or two or, or whatever, but, you know, with this, it's like, everything's a dollar, so, you know, I'm sitting there going well, it, I mean, I've got the money right now, just got paid the day before, might as well, you know, go for it and... And, and you know, most of the games are something I don't have to play right then. It's something that gives me more stuff in the in the backlog, I guess. Um, as uh, things go on, but yeah. So I got Dead. I already had Dead Nation for PS3, um, which I'm hoping I can get Gary to buy, so he will play with me. Um, Dead Nation PS4, Tennis in the Face PS4, Home PS4, Wild Arms One and Two, just like you did Breath of Fire Four. All this stuff is either a dollar or a little bit less than a dollar, like eighty cents or ninety six cents or something like that. Yep. Uh, the Salmon Max Beyond or Beyond Space and Time, what's called Year Two on the PC, and then Year Three on the PC, which is Devil's Playground. And then I went and bought the Year One on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. That one was not a dollar. That one was twenty bucks, but <laughs> it was the same on Steam, so I really couldn't. You know, this is before I really knew you were going to do the whole sharing your steam thing with me so yeah maybe could have saved myself 20 bucks but it's all right at least supporting uh telltale some more um back to the future jurassic park alt and tell monkey island which are all telltale games all their early stuff which is cool so now i can see the progression of what telltale has done from sam and max all the way to Walking dead which i'm sure will be uh quite alarming by the end of it and then i got nobi nobi katamari Domasi da- and tokyo jungle which I could not pass that up after you showed me the gameplay of Pomeranian beating up stuff. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that is that is greatness." Uh, so yeah, so I uh, picked up. I I went to the midnight release of uh, it was well it was really for Battlefield Hardline, but because Final Fantasy Type Zero, and uh, for some reason I, I for the life of me I cannot remember the other game that came out. Uh, not Mario Party because that came out three days after but there was another big game that was coming out that night um, I was the only one there to pick up Final Fantasy Type-0 uh, Square Enix has decided that they want to charge you because now they don't just release regular strategy guides every strategy guide is a collector's edition and I am a Final Fantasy strategy guide collector person so I wound up paying like 30 bucks for the Type-0 strategy guide so it was thirty bucks. I didn't know I was gonna wind up spending. I thought it would be like fifteen or twenty, which what those things used to cost. I guess it is what it is. Uh, still thinks it's it's overpriced, but I mean, for the information it gives you, uh, it's good because uh, you know that game is not. I never really played. I played cross the score a little bit, uh, but not that much. And supposedly the finding system's a lot like that one. Uh, I played it for a little bit. I'm still in like the first area if the game is uh, I'll just say this you have 14 characters that you're going through um, they're all given to you at different times there's a couple of different ways that you get to play the game there's RTS missions there's one on one like attacking missions where you're just it's, it's an action RPG so you're going through and just hitting the enemies on the screen the the main character you get to play as is Ace who throws cards at people uh, literally and He also has magic and so you'll you'll get to learn that you have to fight from a distance because if you get up close you're Probably gonna get whacked um, Then there's other characters some of them are you know close range fighters. Some of them are you know magic uh, wielders um, some of them are healers It's just that you're kind of like your typical RTS thing where you have everybody has a job or everybody has something They're supposed to do um, the boss battles are freaking... I bo- I got into one boss battle, and uh, it was pretty hard. I had to figure out which guy to use, um, because I figured if I got too close to the the that first boss, it was going to kill me, so I had to figure out a way to be able to um, dodge her attacks and then be able to strike at her and go back or whatever, but I'm enjoying the game. I'll probably be able to get more of a look at it next week. Um, it's been reviewing well. So, um, anybody that was interested in the game when it originally released on the PSP and you have a Xbox One or PS4, go for it, I guess. And I, also, of course, got to play a lot of the Final Fantasy XV episode this the Sky, uh, which is going on eBay for anywhere from $25 to $35 right now. I don't know why you would just not go ahead and buy Type, o, Type 0 if, if you're going to do that. But, yeah, um... I would say that it, I think it lives up to everything that you uh, it it says it is. Um, I didn't have uh, I I thought the uh, battle system was very interesting as far as you know. You're setting up it. it you have your well for, for this. Uh, I'm assuming that in the actual game, it will start out slow and then once you actually get your different weapons, you'll be able to make this thing that you got to do in this demo which is like you have five different weapons and you get to choose either in what order or what they do. So like if you want a lance to be able to counter, you know, if if you're in a position to be able to counter, your lance will come out and you get to stab the enemy or you can use a sword to do it. There's a swall hander who, which is basically German for a two-handed sword. And you can, I choose to have that as like my first attack because it knocks a lot of the enemies back and then i have the quick sword strikes for the rest of it because a lot of the enemies you're fighting are really quick and it's cool because it makes you you don't you're automatically not set to that so you can go in and change it depending on if you know what certain enemies you're about to face right then so if you know you're going to face a bunch of fast enemies you can change it to a bunch of quick strikes or whatever if you know you're going to face some like you know big enemy and whatever you might want to have your your lances or whatever in place and you also have your abilities you can use and stuff like that um i don't know what the hell the characters are saying a lot of the times (laughs) while while they're walking around saying stuff to you um but at the each of the four characters has their own little backstory like one of them is supposed to be your guard because knocked as a prince um we we really don't i think something happened to his he like has issues with his dad or something. I don't know. Typical, you know, juvenile, whatever. And the reason you're there is obviously because your car is messed up. So you have this. It's so funny because you have, like, all these male characters and whatnot. And then you have the typical, like, you don't even have a female playable character, but the female character that shows up that's fixing your car is, you know, basically they might as well have had her in a bikini because that's what they're doing.
0: Is um, that what he said?
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's gonna be one up being the representation of Sid. You know, that's that's actually kind of funny that you bring that up. Um, who knows? But uh, I I really enjoyed it. I think that I, it kind of leads me interested really for what Final Fantasy XV will be when you actually get to start the game from the beginning because this part of the game is actually not gonna be in the actual full game at all. It's supposed to be just this little three-hour thing that they made so people can see what the game is going to be like or whatever Um, I'd love to see what happens when you're just rolling around in your car and if and if you know the animals will come and or or the enemies will come track you down and you have to get out of the car and fight them and whatever you know just a lot lot left to the imagination on that one I think the 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 uh, battle system takes a little while to get used to, and I'm sure people that don't like the fact that it's not turn-based are going to get annoyed, you know. But there's a lot to explore in there. It's really empty though, so if you want something that's like hustling and bustling, you know, it wasn't there. But apparently, if you get hit by a car, you get to like break the game and find a bunch of stuff in there. So,
0: did you do that <laughs> I mean, yet?
1: I haven't done it yet. Um, I haven't really got a chance to play. Uh, a ton of stuff um this week still trying to sort out thing with march madness going on kind of been trying to keep track of that too um but i think uh that's all i really played i i bought tales of borderlands but i'm i haven't played it yet it's sitting there on my xbox one and next week we'll both get to buy the second episode of life is strange so we'll get to talk about that um even though apparently it has lip-syncing problems that bother people uh, i really didn't even notice it
0: <laughs> it's, it's a french developer so what do you want
1: yeah i mean but with the realism that's in the game uh, i can kind of see the point of people complaining you know the, the care but but then again there's a lot of people complaining that the the characters are kind of boring or the dialogue's dumb or whatnot but then again we talked about this they're they're people they're kids in college in high school what exactly do you want them to talk about?
0: You know? They are that awful in real life, so what do you want? All right.
1: So, I don't want to start off totally with the, with the biggest news because, you know, then y'all will we'll get this news and be like, okay, well, we heard it all. Let's, let's go ahead and get um, But I guess since I, I discussed the Final Fantasy theme already, apparently uh, Square has come out and said that at some event they're gonna have they're announcing a new rpg that they're gonna make um they don't announce that it's going to be a new ip or it's an rpg they're bringing back from back in the day or anything but any thoughts or any preferences on what uh
0: we're finally getting chocobo dungeon three
1: hey i like those chocobo dungeon games (laughs) Uh, I'm not saying that I want that to be the surprise or anything, but, <laughs> you know, um, it is for home consoles, so that's, at least it's not a mobile game, because I'm so tired of hearing about mobile this and mobile that, considering that, you know, apparently Kingdom Hearts was almost about to have a mobile game, and I would have been pissed. Um, but, yeah, just,
0: Well, that's a, that's a Final Fantasy typo, which was originally a mobile game.
1: Yeah, then they decided to put it on the PSP, and then, you know, it became what it became, but, yeah, I just... And that was back when, you know, mobile wasn't what it is right now. But even then, it's, you know, I, I hate it because I have an Android phone. So a lot of times they don't always bring everything over to Android because people can, you know, pirate a lot easier or whatever. Or or just for the reasons that they, they know it sells more on iOS. And so, like, with all the stuff that was announced this week, I'm just kind of like, man, I don't want to find out all these games. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, the only reason I can't play is because I don't have an iPhone. Like, I'm not paying... I'm not getting an iPhone just to play a a freaking mobile game. It's just not not worth it. Uh, but I... Man, I'm trying to rack my brain. I mean... You know, there's a lot of Square properties that I'd like to see, you know, come back. But I have a feeling that they're just going to announce something new. Just hope it's not something where they're westernizing it and it's something Square doesn't do that great, so...
0: I'd be happy with either a Vagrant Story two or a uh, Mario RPG two.
1: Man, if it was Mario RPG, I think Nintendo wouldn't have to uh, announce anything else. I think they'd have plenty of people that are already on that on that bandwagon of can we can we get a Mario RPG two for the for the mobile? Then since we're not apparently ever going to make it for anything else, like, yeah, that, you know, too much to ask. Since Square likes to. You you know, do mobile right now. Um, they've also apparently trademarked uh, World of Assassination, which leads people to believe that it's the next game in the Hitman series. I'm not too big a Hitman fan, but but do you, uh...
0: I like the idea of them, but it is I always find the game kind, of, game kind of clunky to play. Like, they're just not, they just move too slowly for my taste, and they're just not that fun.
1: So it's mainly like a stealth game right like you're going through and trying Yeah.
0: To or like steal. kind of like a domino game like you try to set up like one thing and then five five steps later it kills the it kills the like target by half chance or something like that.
1: Yeah. Well, at least we might be able to find out some of the world. I mean, it's not like these are just they're really no brainers at this point it's kingdom hearts 3 it's well after disney has already owned all these franchises and made all these movies but apparently wreck it ralph frozen and star wars were all going to be in the mobile version um that was going to be called kingdom hearts fragmented keys yeah that that would that probably very appropriate it would probably fragment a lot of your audience once you put the game on mobile uh but I mean, any uh, any other location that you would like just love to see in a Kingdom Hearts uh, game from Disney?
0: Ah, uh, Midgar. Midgar. Uh but I mean, it's gonna ha- like I don't I don't know what Kingdom Hearts Field is, but eventually the party's just gonna be Sora, Wolverine, and Luke Skywalker.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> or just like a pick your uh to p- pick your uh, party person uh, it'll be it'll be
0: compatible with Disney Infinity also
1: I would not be surprised honestly if that happens either you get Kingdom Hearts which Disney does own them you could technically see a Sora figure in Disney Infinity um that would not be a bad way to like either have multiplayer added or have some kind of mode where you can maybe play co-op with an infinity figure of your choice or something. I mean,
0: yeah. like Level up your infinity figure as you play, uh, kingdom hearts or something like that.
1: Yeah. That wouldn't be bad. I mean, when Nintendo's doing, they're setting a precedent for that. You can use these figures for more than one game. Now, Disney doesn't make a ton of games, you know, but they can think about a way to, to branch out, uh, with that. Uh, there is going to be another Final Symphony. Uh, Final Symphony. Uh, it's coming to London in September 2015. This time they're going to do basically the other Final Fantasies that they did not do in the first one. Five, eight, and nine music is going to be in in this one. Uh, I would sign up for the five and nine. I don't know so much about eight, but it did have some good songs in there. Uh, it I has don't know that. if they'll ever come to Florida again, but I went to one in Texas, and it was awesome. So. What were you saying? It'll, it'll
0: have that one intro, song Final Fantasy, and that's it. <clears throat>
1: yeah, right? <laughs> the one that was like a three-minute freaking intro. <laughs> or, I mean, which was long for back then. Yeah. Now, like, every Final Fantasy game does it, so it's like, you know, what it is. Final Fantasy 11 is ending on the PS2 and Xbox 360 in March of 2016 so if you're still playing it on your PS2 and your 360 just be aware that you won't be able to for more than a year from now it'll stay on the PC version uh, for a while they are coming out with uh, three new chapters um, uh, called the Rhapsodies of Van Diel. Um one comes out I think in May And then the other two come out in August and November. Uh, Man, I remember one of my friends trying to play this so bad on his PS2, but he couldn't get the freaking... Like, he had to figure out a way to get the open port thing to work. And this is back when, you know, in, I want to say, like, 2007, when ISPs really didn't know about this kind of stuff. And he's sitting there on the phone with the... the, uh, What was it? With the charter guy, like hey, I need to open something so I can play this MMO, and they're like, what? (laughs) Like, I don't know. (laughs) Use the internet. (laughs) So I think he finally got it to work, and then I think he wound up playing it for like a total of a day and then traded it in or something. I
0: I had a friend play it on the PC. Like, this was like 2004, 2005, and he melted his computer down on it because he had a laptop with an integrated video card and that didn't handle that game too well.
1: <laughs> wow. Oy. Yeah, I, I've, that's why I, I chose. I was like, you know, I need a laptop in case I want to go back to school. But I'm sitting here going, I won't be able to really play a lot on it because it's integrated into the machine. And if it freaking burns the crap out of it, yeah, it just
0: <sighs> got all those Intel cards.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. No, especially you know, now that they've shown what the that NVIDIA one K can do. Yeah. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Uh speaking well, I mean something that might be a little bit ridiculous because 'cause we're getting to the point where we're we're getting too many of these. Lego has announced that they are making a Toys to Life game. It's called Lego Dimensions. Uh I'm assuming the only way that this is going to work Is that they're gonna be able to use Lego versions of all the properties that Disney does not own like all the stuff we see like all the DC Lego you know all that kind of stuff would be in the game because if it's just Lego characters that have nothing I I don't know how this would work do you see this
0: well unless the Lego part is also cross compatible with infinity three I guess I mean that could happen. you
1: never know i it could happen, but I just don't see Disney wanting to let anybody have a piece of the pie. It is so it's like their only real game that they have right now. I don't know that they want to just have to give them a piece of that, but yeah i mean it's it's possible. It's just are we getting to the point where? I mean, I mean, look, it's fair enough for Nintendo, who's not doing the same thing. I guess it would just bring a third uh, game into the market, but this is another big name, is Lego, you know, to be able to go in there against Disney and, and Activision Skylanders, so... Do you think we're going to get to a point where, like, you know, Toys R Us and all these places going to be like, okay, either we need to make a platform and we don't introduce any more of the games, or we do something about the figures or something because this is getting crazy or what do you do you see would, this stopping at some point where we just get to the point like guitar Hard rock band where it just kills itself
0: I would say theoretically yes but at the present no because they are just selling so much like they're flying off the shelves as, as far as I can see so
1: yeah, especially pre- Nintendo's and they don't really do anything unless you're playing smash yeah So, I mean, it's just, I think that's just so crazy that that has taken off so well, and then, who knows? I mean, I don't blame LEGO for doing it. I mean, the worst thing that'll happen is that people will just see it as, okay, here's another game coming into the market, and they won't take to it, and then LEGO can just pull out and just keep making the games that they make. I mean, I don't blame LEGO. I think it's a good idea for LEGO because there's only so many of these movie games that they can keep making. You know, so... It's a way to actually bring all the universes together, those things, and bring it into one big game, and be like, okay, you like Lego Hobbit, you like uh, Lego Indiana Jones, or whatever. Or well, I mean, even if if Disney would even allow that, but here you can play with them all in one game, or whatever. Yep. So, so do you think it's gonna be like a bigger Lego game, like the ones we've seen, or do you think it's gonna be more like Disney Infinity, where it's a building, uh, you know, a crater kind of thing?
0: It'll probably be a creator game because the Lego games aren't great for like their storytelling, and especially if they have to contend with figures from uh, like Jurassic Park or uh, Lego Batman or that's about all they got. Lego Harry Potter, maybe like it'd be hard to cobble together the story for all those types of characters.
1: Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, one of the producers of uh, Sonic. Uh Rise of the Lyric, or Sonic Boom, Rise of the Lyric, says that they tried to cram too much into the game, and then it was too ambitious, and the, that's why it was bad. And yes, that that, that's the reason. <laughs> so why why was it bad?
0: Because it wasn't a Sonic game. They tried to make like Ratchet and Clank. <laughs>
1: So he also says that he believes Sonic does not have a future as a single-player game. Is that true? Uh,
0: at present, no. Uh, Sonic's like look at Mario. Mario is a single-player game, more or less, and it, that that has a future. Sonic doesn't have a future because all those games suck.
1: <laughs> Well, but couldn't they try to? I mean, let's say that they actually really tried for this and not just doing it kind of half-ass or trying to make Sonic what he's, what he's not and bring it back that way. You know, c- can it can it work?
0: If they actually cared and they had the money to do it, they could. But neither of those things matters anymore. Because Sega doesn't care about Sonic, They're the last decade and a half has shown that pretty pretty well.
1: So why did what you know? Maybe Nintendo should think about buying it and make a Sonic game of their own, since they know how to take care of their properties or whatever.
0: I think the biggest problem with every Sonic game I've played is every 3D Sonic game is every game is either like in the middle of the air or in an ocean or a lake. And the minute you go off-path, you die. Right. There's there's no sense of exploration in those games. It's just run along this linear path until you hit the uh, glowy thing at the end, and that's it. And in between levels are a bunch of crap that you don't care about whatsoever.
1: (laughs) Agree, but I mean, I think, uh, you know, Sega would be... uh you know, dumb to not, I mean, they are making their own mobile game for Sonic, but I think they would be dumb not to try to capitalize on this whole Nintendo thing, and try, try to hook up with them to make sure that they get a good Sonic 2D mobile game. Made.
0: We'll get a, we'll get a big, the cat amiibo,
1: finally. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey, I would, uh, I would consider that, you know, just a big cat amiibo. That's uh, exactly what what everybody's been asking for. So Overlord 3 is pretty much coming according to the studio, uh, according to Codemasters. Overworld 1 was good, 2 was not so good. Where do you think this one's going to wind up?
0: I never played them. I just kind of heard about them. I think I own them on Steam. Uh, I mean, it's fine, I guess. I mean, Codemasters is kind of a weird studio because... All they've been making for the past five years are either Dirt or Grid games, so if they want to try something new. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, hopefully for them that that works out because I don't know. If, I mean, have they really had any big hits since with that stuff?
0: Uh, Grid two and three did pretty well. Or not Grid two. I mean, Dirt two and three did well. Uh, the Grid series does fine, but I think the Dirt series, like they're uh like hillbilly one like overdrive or whatever the fuck it was called like really didn't sell that well Yeah, and uh... like their f1 series does okay but i don't think it took like a big money maker in the states
1: <laughs> so uh... konami and hideo kojima have come together to basically without saying it announce that hideo kojima is leaving after Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. And Konami is already trying to find people to hire for the next Metal Gear. They are pretty much ending this Metal Gear series and starting another one. Since obviously it won't be under Kojima's watch. And they've also led to thinking more Revengeance 2 noise happening. That we're going to see that. So do you think Metal Gear can succeed without Kojima and what does this mean for the series anyway without, you know, this is the guy that pretty much has been the godfather of this series. I mean...
0: I think it can't succeed, but I don't think it'll be quite as... I would say weird as Metal Gear's been with him, in the, with him in the helm. Like, it'll be fine, probably. Depends how much they try to milk it, to, to be honest with you. I have a feeling they'll try to, like, like, Tony Hawk that franchise and, like, make a he- make yearly games out of it or something. That's just not gonna work.
1: Should they just let it go, then? End it?
0: Like, I think Revengeance 2 would be fine, or they can do different things with that property, like, but you can't have, like, another Solid Snake game because Solid Snake is dead, or is like, they're not gonna have, like, another Old Man Snake game or anything like that. Right. So clone solid Snake and make it a rhythm game or something.
1: <laughs> I think it can work to an extent. I just like you said, I worry about them either making it into a yearly thing or necessarily just like butchering it so bad because they want to try to copy what they think made the series great and it doesn't connect the same way. And just it, it doesn't
0: so, well, <laughs> look at that uh ninja Gaiden Yaiba game like that like that zombie one like that was horrible,
1: right, yeah, it was pretty bad. What about even like a Metal Gear like episodic thing so that Konami can kind of get themselves in there slowly instead of trying to make this one big game or something?
0: I mean that'd be cool, but I just don't have enough faith in Konami anymore. Like they have let too many of their own franchises die without like a care in the world. Like Suikoden, I want them to make another sequel of that and they never will because they just don't care enough about it. And they have a dozen of other franchises that are like that and I mean Metal Gear's kind of all they got. Well Metal Gear in, like a horse racing game.
1: And pets. soccer. Yeah, soccer. I mean it's just like amazing the studio used to make what I remember as, like hit after hit after hit on NES and SNES or whatever and then just like that all that you hear from them is Metal Gear or the soccer game or like just a, a few other things here I, and there not
0: remember when remember when they made good Castlevania games
1: Yeah Castlevania
0: and good Contra games?
1: <laughs> well, actually, I don't. I think, besides Lords of Shadow, they haven't really failed that bad They're on Castlevania. The 2D ones have been just as good as they've always been.
0: I heard that Mirror of Fate one on uh, the 3DS was really bad.
1: I think actually the HD version wound up be better than the one on 3DS. Yeah. Yeah, and those, uh, yeah, yeah, now they make money from the, you know, the dance dance stuff that's still out there in arcades, if they're still in our, you know, whatever amounts to being an arcade nowadays. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Yu-Gi-Oh! games that they had for a while or whatnot, uh, they kept coming out year after year, I don't even know if they still come out or not.
0: I doubt it, I think that franchise has been dead for a few years now, or, not dead, but not around, (laughs)
1: have to love it when you're a child, it's not. <sighs> yes. It's fine. <laughs> hey. That's, that's him. Okay, it's, it's his. Go out the door.
0: It's the Go guest host. The house,
1: okay? Yeah, the guest host. Uh, my three-year-old. What? Okay. I have no idea what you just said, but okay. Love you. All right.
0: <laughs> I don't have those feelings for you, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not what I meant, but. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I mean, this is... Also, yeah, that, that
0: Silent Hills game is probably dead in the water now.
1: Oh, man, I hope not, because that was so... Damn. I didn't th- I didn't even think about that, but I got so excited after playing a PT. Damn. I really hope that they, they let him either... I hope he gets to just take that away from Konami or something.
0: I don't think they're going to give him Silent Hill.
1: <laughs> well, not Silent Hill, but he can make his own version of Silent Hill or something.
0: (laughs) He's going to make another Smasher game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, it was called Silent Hills. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, they, they could go off of that. I mean... But, yeah, I just don't... You know, you'd think with, like, Square coming back with their RPGs and stuff, you would think that, you know, Konami would be jumping at the chance for... a first week and, and they don't. It's
0: just the main guy left after 5 came out I think and after that like they just let him die away. They came out with a really bad uh I think a DS game that was terrible and that was it. Oh
1: really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz all I all I'm seeing is Pro Evolution Middle Gear stuff. More Pro Evolution, Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, and then you yeah, and then Silent Hill 4, I think, was their last big uh, game that wasn't one of those. Since then, that's just crazy how a publisher that used to be so rich in content just kind of yeah, 'cause they had like Vandal Hearts and um, well, it, Frontier.
0: It's just like Capcom. Yeah, or sure. or even Square to a lesser extent. I mean, Square made like a dozen great RPGs for the PlayStation 1. And for the PS3, they made a few Final Fantasy games that not a lot of people liked.
1: <laughs> right. But, I mean, I think they probably figured that they have to make something besides just, final, you know... They the, they they had to go with the uh, what makes them money in the Final Fantasy game or whatever. But you know, Square has kind of been able to branch out with uh, Hitman, the Tomb Raider, and all that stuff. So that's kind of kept them afloat. Whereas like Konami has their one yearly soccer game, and then if they're not making a Melger game or whatever, you don't really hear that much from them. So. Yeah. But I mean. Maybe this will leave Kojima to go on and make mobile games. It seems like everybody else is doing. <laughs> Speaking of.
0: I'll make a Nintendo. Nassas- will make an Assassin's Creed game.
1: <laughs> Hell, I'd love to see that. He'd probably make it better than, you know, Ubisoft did with Unity. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo finally announced that they are making mobile games, and they have partnered with DNA, uh, spelled D E N A uh to come together to basically let dna handle the business side while they produce the games and develop them they are not going to port over games those people that are hoping you'll get through mario brothers one to three and and old legend of zeldas and all that kind of stuff it's not happening as far as nintendo is saying right now who knows if they make a bunch of money if that changes by then um they want to actually start at least releasing, they want to release one or two hits this year. Um, they are also talking about developing a subscription service that's supposed to sort of be like Xbox Live or PSN that will work with your mobile games and PCs and tablets as, along with the 3DS and the Wii U. And they're also talking about payment options. They've said that they will charge you. Uh, that not everything's going to be free to play. We'll have to see how that works out. Um, Obviously, they're hoping that making, sort of making like a Mario, but not a full Mario game, will get you to want to go play some of the Mario games on 3DS or Wii U or whatnot. And just so that we didn't think they were just going to mobile and dying, Iwata announced that they, they do have a new dedicated home console, sort of, without really saying it called Codename NX which people are thinking means crossover not necessarily that it's a you know uh, a next home console but does it really mean okay so you think that they're done with the Wii U because of this or is this going to be like when they announced the, the DS originally where it was supposed to be like their third pillar you know between the GBA and the the wii and and whatever and then it wound up that the gba was just kind of getting slowly taken down
0: i think the wii is pretty much done uh it didn't sell what they wanted it to not not nearly enough what they wanted it to uh it confused a lot of people like just the name itself and it just hasn't had enough i wouldn't say good games but enough like cry like crossover mainstream appeal games for it. Like, Mario, Kit, Mario Kart 8 sold a bunch, and Smash Brothers sold a bunch, but they can't come out with those games every two months.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Those take a long time to make.
0: And that Zelda game that they're making, that'll sell probably really well for it, but it took that's two or three years in development, and they're not going to bang another one of those out in six months. Like, So... They'll come out with a new console that will hopefully be a little more standardized and powerful and see how people can can approach it.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so do you think that this means, like, this new crossover console might be something where, I mean, there's... I'm dreading that it's going to be Nintendo's going to make their own phone. And have their games on that phone, which would be really stupid. Because we've seen how gaming dedicated phones have worked. Remember the Engage? That thing did not work that well. Um, I, I mean, it, there's also the speculation of what I've talked about plenty of times of having a console that basically you have a set-top box that. I mean, they're saying it's not going to be that. But who knows if it could be that that you know basically your three D S whatever the next three DS is gonna be is your console and then you could hook it up to the the box at home to play it on the box and then you can take it with you. I
0: it'll mean, be wh- the what it'll yeah. be the four X D S where you need to have a four K television to play it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just totally, you know, put yourself in one kind of market. I mean, I could, yeah, Nintendo would. So, what do you think this really could be? Like, any ideas on on your?
0: I, uh, I honestly just think it's going to be like a Wii U replacement, like a another game console with Amiibo support, obviously, because they saw how well that did. Uh, but a console that's actually like technologically powerful, probably. like... It's not going to be. I don't think it'll be like better than a ps4 or or xbox one but hopefully at least on par with it and a console with actual online good online capabilities like a subscription service for emulation stuff and a better like a just a better controller or a more standard controller for porting
1: so what do you think the subscription service is gonna just
0: i want it to be like Netflix for their emulation games. Like, pay us 10 bucks a month and have access to all of our games that we made for those old systems.
1: I would agree. Um,
0: or, like... like how,
1: how are they really going to be able to connect all these devices together if you're not making the same games on all these devices? Is it just, like, a, a login thing? Like, a replacement for the Club Nintendo, sort of, but you... I don't know what what else you would get with it I mean
0: well get rid of the player codes or whatever you have to do now and just yeah just have a like a centralized login for your 3DS uh the NX or whatever they're going to call it eventually the Dolphin 2 or the Starcube and just go from there right or
1: it obviously would have to be free yeah
0: Yeah, or make the like have the 3DS games be able to port over to that thing somehow Like, connect to it, like you said. Like, you can play your 3DS game on a TV, but you just use the uh, 3DS as a gamepad.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, I think this is a great way, if they wanted to, I don't think they'll do this, is to unify the virtual consoles, finally, and make it to where... You can play, you have one virtual console, not a 3DS virtual console and a Wii U virtual console or whatever, and you have one login, and you can play any of those games on any of your devices or whatever, unless it's obviously a Wii U game, or, you know, what? because really what's made for virtual console should be able to work on a phone at this point, so... I just don't see what the big deal would be to do that, because I think that's another avenue that you're not porting your games, technically. You're allowing people, kind of like the PS Now, but you're not renting it. You own it so you can go play it on whatever you have already, instead of just... you know. Because I think Nintendo, in a way, I get what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to get people to go, oh, let me buy a 3DS so I can play the... The other mario game i never knew about because i really like this one let me buy a wii u to play mario kart or something and i and i got to play a little bit of it here on the phone i i i think in a way it works but i don't think that that's going to make mobile gamers all of a sudden be console gamers or 3ds gamers well i don't I just, you
0: know i don't want mobile i don't want emulated games on a mobile phone i can say that right now because mobile phones going not have buttons that does right. not work well. Like, you can emulate... I mean, there are PS1 emulators on, a on like, the iPhone or Android, and it's like, I mean, yeah, you could play Final Fantasy VII on your phone, but would you want to?
1: <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, it's... I, I play games... On my, I don't play games that much on my phone, but just the ones I have played...
0: Uh, I mean, I, I do, but they're all all the games I play are pretty much made for the phone or for the, for the t- like touch interface. Like Super Hexagon. Right. And I can just be able to port like Mario World over and say, well, here you go.
1: Good luck. So getting, getting to the actual mobile games themselves, do you think this is going to work? Do you think it's going to... I mean, everybody keeps saying this is basically a license to print money for Nintendo. Do you see Nintendo... Doing the smart thing and going with... You know, keeping it on the, the App Store and, and Google Play. Or are they going to make their own frickin' Nintendo store and try to do that? Or... I mean, that would be dumb, right? Basically, you're just...
0: Well, Nintendo's not going to make, like, a phone themselves. I mean, that's just never going to happen. Uh, I mean, they're... Like, let's say their new console might have a phone in it. But it's not going to be a dedicated phone. Um it has to be on the App Store or anything like that. It'll work as long as the games are good and, more importantly, they're not too money-grubbing about the games themselves. Like, it's if it's, like, pay a dollar to make Mario big, it's like, no, screw off.
1: <laughs> right, I mean, do, do they have to make everything free-to-play? Do you think it can work for them to charge money? I mean, we've seen, obviously, these big games go for 15 to $20, you know, and... They still sell pretty decently.
0: I think, it'll, it, I, I think it can work, but it's just all a matter of if the game will support it. Like, if it's like a 20-minute Metroid game, then no. But if it was like a full-size Metroid game built for a touch interface, then maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming if they made whatever game they made with their IPs, they're going to make it work with the interface unless they're going to you know, Apple did, uh, you know, trademark that whole, like, joystick and pad thing that they're, they might introduce at some point. Could Nintendo take, you know, make use of that, I guess? So well, more.
0: I mean, there are plenty of, like, crappy attachments to the iPhone already, like, you can put it inside of, a, like, a little homemade pinball machine and play, like, pin, pinball games like that, but you're not going to carry that around, most people aren't going to carry around with a joystick and a few buttons like in another another pocket with their phone
1: <laughs> right
0: people want smaller phones not bigger ones
1: any uh, well that's not necessarily true uh, I have a galaxy s4 it's a pretty big phone I know plenty of people that have the note or the Nexus 6 that those are some big phones those are phablet phones and I mean it just seems like that you know those those uh, iPhone pluses
0: yeah, but look at the 3DS XL. Like people are pissed that the new 3DS, so it didn't come out to America. That they, we only get the XL.
1: I mean, yeah, I wanted that smaller one, but the big one. I've kind of gotten used to it now, and I don't, I don't mind it as much. But I think it was more about those the face plates and having all the the. I really did like the fact that it was white with the colored buttons. That's what I wanted out of it more than anything was the, the way it looked, but. You know, I can understand both ways. I mean, but it does seem like we're getting into having bigger phones, you know, Um, and now we're now we're having the the tablets that are trying to replace your laptops So you have smaller laptops. so. So. So getting into what Nintendo could make, do you have any preferences as to a game you would like to see them make? If you know coming to mobile or anything,
0: Mario just typing on the iOS.
1: <laughs> you know what? People actually do need to learn to t- you know screw yeah. autocorrect. Learn to type on your phone, people. You still spell you still spell things terribly, so learn grammar with Mario. <laughs> um. Anything like uh, I mean, I, I joked about a Super Mario RPG too, but that would be awesome. I don't see that really happening though. <coughs> they, they, I don't think that. I really don't think they're they're making any full fledged <coughs> games that are very long on, on a phone because people don't want to sit there on their phone.
0: Well, look at games. look at that. Uh, think there was a game a few years ago called Arc Squadron. It was basically like a Star Fox ripoff that was really good on the iOS. Like something like that could work. I mean like, an actual Star Fox game, but I that's spot, I spot all I can see. Like, I can play, like, Zelda or Metroid or Mario on a phone, like, people might, but it depends on how, how like, how it's built, I guess. And, yeah, and I can see
1: that happening. I just, I wonder how they could do that with the new Star Fox already coming out. But, I mean, I guess they could make it, like, a smaller version to make you want to play the Wii U Star Fox, I guess.
0: Yeah, or just a companion, like you're playing someone else or playing, like, some side character or something. or Yeah. Let us make an Endless Runner for Mario.
1: Oh, Endless Runner for Mario would be awesome. They They should already be... That should already be in development. Period. Um... I could see something with, like, you know, I I could see Kirby working pretty easily. I don't know how you would do Metroid. That would be kind of, I think, difficult with just the phone. Zelda could probably work. But it would have to be, like, a really super condensed Zelda or some kind of Zelda, like, Mini game thing like four swords not necessarily like an actual full-fledged zelda game
0: i can see metroid working as like a first-person shooter with with camera support like you can actually like look around the environment and see metroids like that would be kind of cool actually
1: that'd be awesome i i would really hope that when, i i wonder why they haven't well no technically the well the metroid prime games were kind of like that
0: yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I'm talking about, like Metroid Prime yeah. or I guess, or Metroid Prime iOS, or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, that could be it. <sighs> Man. So, at at the end, you know, do you think that this, uh, I mean, we already, uh, I, I talked about this last year that Sony's getting out of the mobile thing, but do you think if it succeeds, it makes uh, Sony and Microsoft kind of wonder if they need to get into it, or... This is going to be one of those, well, Nintendo's in it, this is Nintendo space. Let them deal with that.
0: It'll just be Nintendo, because Sony doesn't have any good franchises like that, and neither does Microsoft.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not making Halo Mobile anytime soon, or whatever. Speaking of Microsoft franchises, uh, Black Tusk has said that they are not making a Marcus Phoenix collection. Um, they did not rule out that it's just possibly not called Marcus Phoenix collection Uh, they said they are working on more than one gears project do you think one of these is some kind of I mean seriously like why would you not
0: they might not be they might not be making it but someone at Microsoft is wanting to make it
1: it doesn't make any, like, why would you make a Halo collection and not make one for Gears and you're going to make a new Gears? Even though, technically, I guess this Gears would have nothing to do with the other Gears, but. Uh,
0: the problems with Halo might put the brakes in that a tad, but I can see what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it just, to me, it doesn't. I don't see how, because there's a lot of people that probably have an Xbox One that might not have had an Xbox, or didn't play these games for some reason, or something like that. And, again, it's a way to print money to have a collection of games, or maybe it's not called Marcus Phoenix Collection because it includes Judgment or something.
0: Yeah, it'll be called the Baird Collection and include all four of those games.
1: Yeah, and, and he- <laughs> the Baird
0: and he'll be, the, he'll be the main character of the next Gears of War, also.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that they could... I mean, I don't know. Did you play these games?
0: Uh, I played Gears of War 1. I beat it. I didn't like 2, and I beat 3. And I didn't play the Judgment.
1: I haven't played Judgment, either. I heard the,
0: that was not good.
1: <laughs> that's what I've heard. Have you... So, is there anything, like, you'd want to see them do in a new gears or
0: something not really i I guess i don't really like those games (laughs) like it's weird like i played one and three but i didn't have fun with them like i just found them like very rote and just like well i'm gonna hide behind this uh cover system and pop guys when they appear like i didn't find them like that interesting i guess
1: I liked them, but, yeah, I'm like you. It kind of wore on me. After the first one, it was kind of like, okay, this really isn't changing too much. I appreciate that the story's not that long, so... Yeah. Yeah. At least uh, Microsoft's learning from their mistake with Halo. They're supposed to have dedicated servers for Halo 5 Guardians. Uh, you think this is going to make a difference? When...
0: Hopefully. Uh how they handle the servers I guess but one can hope one can dream that it'll be a good launch
1: <laughs> something that really interested me because I love this game and I'm assuming that would uh, the the other game that came along after that was a digital only release would come along with it uh, Microsoft is apparently toying with the idea of having an Alan Wake remastered come out this year as a pre-order incentive for quantum break since quantum breaks already being pushed to 2016 pretty much you think uh, this is gonna happen I mean why not Alan Wake was already a really good looking game on the 360 and it's a great game in its own right
0: uh, it could happen like I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it I would say... Like, with Halo 1, they might need to tighten up some of Alan Wake a little. Like, I want—I forget the level, but one of Alan's Wake levels were, like, really long and bad, I thought. Uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, I like Alan Wake enough.
1: You think American Nightmare will get included with it, or...?
0: Oh, sure. I mean, that's... If they're going to do one, they might as well do the other, and the other is not, not that long or anything, so...
1: Yeah. I actually got into it reviewing American Nightmare and then went backwards and played an Alan Wake 1. And I bought... What?
0: I bought the Alan Wake Collector's Edition and then I just picked up like American Nightmare when it came out.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I... You know, I'd... I'd uh, it, this was actually like one of the first that I remember. I mean, besides, I think, like Sam & Max and Max's stuff. Like, the one of the first that uh, they hit consoles... Episodic games because it had like the DLC was actually like almost felt like different episodes of the game or whatever. So you know, and to the fact that like Remedy really has gone so long since making another Alan Wake is uh, crazy. But I guess that's why they did Quantum Break. Cause it's sort of like Alan Wake, but for 2016 or something instead of what it was. I mean, could that uh, could we see like an Alan Wake three? I guess come out of it if if it sells well. I mean,
0: I'd like to see that. Uh, yeah, I'd want to see more about what happens to that character or that universe. I wouldn't want that type of game though. I'd probably want what they originally planned for Alan Wake to make like an open world game. Like that That's would fun. be that would be interesting to me.
1: Oh, it's supposed to be like an open world, but. What would you have been doing differently
0: than the? What you did I think, in- I think the original pitch was it was open world and it had like a day-night cycle. And in the day, you could explore the town, and the night is when like things could happen or like when you'd fight enemies and stuff like that. Like that's what I vaguely remember about the pitch. But like you had that whole town in Alan Wake, and you were there for less than ten minutes. <laughs> And for the rest of the rest of the game you're in the back you're in like the woods
1: wow I mean that that really sounds interesting I wonder probably because you know, Remedy at that point didn't uh, probably felt more comfortable making the game that they wound up making it was much smaller instead of making this grand scope thing and then it doesn't work
0: Well they just were kind of I think they just kind of ran out of money and time and uh Microsoft is like, put out a game now.
1: <laughs> yeah, that can do it too. Microsoft comes out and says, put the damn game out now. Uh, Angry Birds lost a bunch of money. No surprise at all. I mean, seriously, how many of the same game can you keep... Well, their mind. I don't know what I'm saying. How many of the same mobile game can you keep making... And think that people aren't going to get bored of it after a while. They're hoping that the movie that comes out next year is going to be making people want to play Angry Birds again. I've never really heard of this, but okay. (laughs) I
0: I, I saw their quote that was like, this movie is going to, we're going to try to make Angry Birds on par with Walt Disney. And it's like, no, you're not.
1: (laughs) It's not happening, guys. Just.
0: What What is the personality of the red angry bird?
1: <laughs> I guess we'll find out, right? They'll have to flesh them out because they can't just be well, birds attacking
0: things. Well, he's red and he's angry. What more do you want? <laughs>
1: <laughs> is this going to be them yelling at each other the whole movie? Louis like,
0: L- Black, no Black will be voicing all the angry
1: birds. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it has a good cast of... uh Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Maya Rudolph, and Peter Dinklage are going to be the voice cast. (laughs) I can just, yeah, I can see this movie just bombing so bad. Sorry, Robio. Y'all better start working on something not Angry Birds. uh, Because y'all are going to need it soon
0: they can team up with King and make Candy Crush Angry Birds
1: how would that work you make the the birds uh, be the thing that you attack the, uh, attack the uh, the match three with And it's, uh, when you're instead of trying to match things you're attacking them with the birds sure <laughs> I guess uh, so I mean I don't play Dota but yeah, I think this is kind of cool. Um, if goat, the Goat Simulator goat is going to be a courier in Dota 2, apparently. So hey, they they made it right. They they got the Goat Simulator goat into something besides just its game.
0: Can he, cool. now now can you get Snoop Dogg as a uh, courier as well?
1: going to pass out weed to your, to your heroes.
0: Yep. <laughs> That's
1: great. Um, so, uh, Mallrats 2 is getting made. This is along with Kevin Smith already making Clerks 3. I think you said something about Mallrats not being one of your favorites.
0: I mean, it's not, it's not great. Like, it's still, I guess... Kind of watchable, despite some of the problems with it, but. I uh, like. Of his four or five original films, it's like the lesser one, to be sure.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I really like Mall Rats, but I guess that's just a different. I just. I like the whole story of being the, you know, the guy trying to protect his. Uh, get the guru and all that kind of stuff, and being the. The stuff with the mall and. Them being kind of silly, I guess that's the whole trademark of it, but I just, I, I liked it. It was that first, I I saw this before Clerks, so maybe that's why.
0: Yeah, like, I saw Clerks first, and then I saw Malrads, and I, I thought that, like, it was kind of a pale imitation of, Mal- of Clerks when I saw it. Like, it had, like, a romantic subplot, but, I mean, uh, Brody was just basically, like, Randall from Clerks.
1: I can see that see what you're saying on that one. But yeah, at least it's getting made, so there you go. Um Sleepy Hollow got renewed for season three, but with the new director and showrunner, of course that's gonna happen because they didn't like the way the season two was ran, so I I kinda stopped watching after a while, I need to get back into watching the rest of season two, but have you have you watched any of it, or...?
0: No, that's not my show. I watched, like, 12 Monkeys, which also got renewed, thankfully.
1: How are you liking that?
0: It's great. It's shockingly good.
1: I never saw the movie, so what's the...
0: What uh, premise the, the premise of the movie, or the, both of them, pretty much, is, uh, a plague happened in the present day uh, that wiped out, like, 99 or 98% of the population, and 30 years in the future, uh they they send someone back out to stop the plague from happening in the first place. Hmm. That movie's a little different. It's a little, uh, there's not quite as much, like, conspiracy stuff going on it, cause the I mean, the TV show needs that type of stuff to, like, extend it out a lot, but, uh, I mean, both are good.
1: Yeah, because I've heard a lot about the show, so I've been sort of thinking about whether I should watch it or not, but,
0: yeah, Maybe. it's. I mean, only thirteen episodes, so I mean it's kind of an easy watch. And I mean, it'll be joined next next year probably by Constantine or Hellblazer or whatever they're gonna call it. So. <laughs> Why are they changing the name?
1: Just.
0: Well, I, I'm pretty sure NBC is gonna move to sci-fi. Uh, and yeah, if they. Yeah, if they do, they'll change the name because it'll probably be a slightly different show. Like, I mean, they'll keep they'll keep the characters, but it won't be quite as, like, episodic or, like, quite as... Like, here's another... Here's this week's Mystery Hour, like... Right. It'll hopefully tell, like, different plots.
1: I agree. Oh, yeah. I, I would hope so, too. It's, it sort of felt like they were losing the plot. It's It started out with this plot, and then they started losing it after...
0: Yeah. Like, oh, wow. how many, with how many problems that show went through, like... I wouldn't say it didn't have a shot in hell, but if they do get a second season, I think it'll be a lot better, like, tonally.
1: Right. So I forgot to talk about this last week, and I actually made us miss a day of doing the podcast because I I was watching these. So there's been four episodes of Powers now. Um, They released the first three, and then they released one, or they're releasing one every week on Tuesdays until we get to the ten whole episodes. And to me, it just feels like a more adult version of Heroes, like what Heroes could have been had they not screwed it up. I mean, which is not saying that it's bad. I think, um, you know, it's setting the premise of these Heroes that, you know, the main guy lost his powers... And so now he's a cop trying to, you know, stop, you know, the the villains or other powers from doing things. And um, I find it interesting, like, it has, you know, like, what happens to these, you know, these young powers, what they're trying to do. Like, it's set in this social media-esque world where the powers aren't trying to actually say people they're trying to get famous by getting YouTube videos and stuff like that, which is, uh, funny, and then you've got these people that want to be powers, so they're always, you know, with the powers themselves, and this one girl gets herself in trouble, and of course you got the villains, and, and, and they've all got complexities to them of stuff that happened to them that makes them, uh, you know, you have, uh, the, the human element to them, which makes it interesting, so... Yeah, I I think I'm gonna keep watching. I think it. I mean, the only thing that sucks is, other than watching it by other means, you can only watch it on your PlayStation systems if you have PS Plus. So, if you do, I think you should at least check it out. I think a lot of people have been complaining about the the production of the show and the budget and all that kind of stuff. And seriously, like, what did you want them to do? This is supposed to be like a rated R superhero show, really. So I mean, did you want like Marvel movie level production? Because that's not what's gonna happen when they're season one, she- and they don't know if this show's gonna take off or not.
0: Shield can't even do that now.
1: <laughs> yeah, Shield can't. Yeah, Shield can't even do that now because ABC's gotta make sure they have a budget for all their other stuff. Just so I would recommend it. Um, I mean, at least check out episode one. It, there is a, episode one does have a lot of explaining you know um so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily you know it it, there's a it's not necessarily uh it apparently changed like like the first book in the in the in the little comic is not the story that they tell in the first this first season of the show so that might piss some people off but It does explain enough for people that have not read the books like I haven't. Um, Apparently people that are fans of those, you know, comics or whatever are pissed that that's what they did with episode one. But I think you should watch the first episode and then judge for yourself whether you want to keep watching it or not. So a parent wants to sue Microsoft because their kid spent $4,500 on FIFA Ultimate Team. Um... Supposedly, they don't like the apparently Microsoft needs to have better parental controls. So, you know what the best parental control is? Don't have your card on your 360 if you have a kid that's old enough to know how to use it.
0: Yeah.
1: Or you actually monitor what your kid's doing. One of the two things. Don't be
0: yeah. dumb. That's a good parental control.
1: If you let your kid borrow your car because he says he's going to buy something, how about you actually go buy it for him? I don't... You know, just just a thought. I, I don't know how... I mean, I can understand, like, the Google ones or whatever. Like, you know, the, the Amazon ones. Because you, you are going to have your card there. And, like, the same thing with Steam. It is kind of really convenient. I can understand the convenience part of it. But if it's something that your kid uses and they know how to use really well to the point where they can make purchases... And it's not like, now like on Ultimate Team it's a little bit easier because you're already in the game and all you have to do is press like a couple buttons and you're there. It it basically shows you how to do it because it wants you to buy stuff. Not like if you're trying to buy a game you have to go through a bunch of prompts or whatnot, but... I it, perhaps I mean they do need to have but, but I mean it, what are they gonna do like Nintendo where they ask you are you sure like 20 times like I swear when I want to go buy something on the 3DS it takes I have to go through like 10 screens before I can finally buy whatever it is I want just to buy a, a DLC song for theater rhythm takes me going through like 10 screens because it has to ask it like 3 times if I'm sure if I want to buy this and then I'm sure if I want to download it and i got to put in my password. Or maybe that's what you can do. Put a password system in. So that they have to know the password. To be able to access the card or something. I don't know. That's what the frontal control is supposed to do. Um, but it's I think it's on the parent. More than it is uh, Microsoft. But you know. And some. Uh, the, the appeals court. Has decided to come back. And, and bring back the. The lawsuit about. The 360 damaging game disc just by actually doing its job and running the disc um I do notice that though was with, with the 360 games like that I've noticed scratches on them just from playing them like I haven't dropped them anywhere I haven't you know I, I mean do you do you agree with that or do you think it's what Microsoft says it's only one percent
0: I think. Well, I think it depends on the what version of 360 you have. Like, I would like the probably the original 360 probably did have a lot more of that happening than like my elite or like the newer ones. But I mean, it's at this point a decade old, so I mean, what do you want?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm surprised that the court even brought this back. Like, I figured they would have thrown this out, but. They'll, they'll, was,
0: they'll give everyone know. like a five dollar coupon on live, and just say screw it.
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. That's probably what's going to wind up happening. Or you'll get some really old game that no one.
0: Okay, uh, N plus. <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that that no one cares about. So Blizzard says that StarCraft story is going to end with Legacy of the Void, but StarCraft is going to live on in in some way or form. Is there... Does that mean that they won't make any more StarCraft? Like, there won't be a StarCraft 3, or is they just...
0: We're finally going to get StarCraft Ghost.
1: <laughs> Too bad Robert's not here. He would be going on and on about StarCraft Ghosts. Uh... That would be a bad idea.
0: <laughs> no, I point. mean... I mean, they'll make another StarCraft. I mean, that's fine. Honestly. Like, I think it's good to wrap it up now. Or wrap up like the Jimmy Rainer saga and just start off like fresh like maybe like a hundred years in the future or something like that would be fine I honestly, think that's
1: what they mean more than anything is they're just gonna start a new series of Starcraft.
0: Uh, honestly I would like I would love like an MMO out of Starcraft, though
1: you think they'll really go that route though oh
0: god no I mean I, that's what I would want but they won't do it because it'll compete with WoW too much
1: yeah Uh, So the last thing, um, which I I asked my friend that buys uh, MLB every year, and he says, who cares, because you should buy the new one. But basically, it's, it's only been a year, and Sony is cutting off online support for MLB 14, the show. Basically, almost making you have to buy 15, the show, if you want to keep being able to play online after June of this year, you think that's, uh... Isn't this a little greedy from Sony? Like, do you think this is right? Like, should they be dropping this? I mean, because EA has their Madden games that still go online for years and years.
0: Wasn't MLB the show only for, was it PS3 and PS4 or just PS3?
1: It's PS3 and PS4 and Vita.
0: But that's probably a little greedy if it was just ps3 that that'd be a little More defensible, but if it's on all three platforms, and yeah, it's just saying it's just going then them going we want you to buy the new one now
1: I mean could you imagine if it like i obviously EA does this because they already get a bad rap as it is But could you imagine if EA just said okay? Well, I? hope you enjoyed FIFA 14 uh, you know, online because if you don't buy FIFA fifteen or sixteen or whatever it is, um, you won't be playing this online anymore. Like, just...
0: I'm, surpri- I'm surprised. I'm surprised two K doesn't do that with uh, the WWE games.
1: <laughs> Probably because they know people don't want to buy every WWE game that comes out. But yeah, yeah. Who knows? Uh, and something that I figured would happen. But, um, you know, I'm glad that somebody figured this out because of the, what it says in the net neutrality, um, deal Comcast could be breaking net neutrality by blocking HBO Go on PS3 and PS4. Good. Um, (laughs) um, apparently the, whatever's in the, the text, the open (sighs) internet order for, for net neutrality says that, um. You cannot block lawful content, apps, or services, or non-horrorful devices um, other than for, I think, um, like, they cannot... The, the the whole thing that they're saying is the, the only way that they can do it is supposedly reasonable network management is the only exception that you can have. <sighs> the way you can, like, block a, a service. But... I don't think that that works because Comcast has been out and said a lot of different times that it's a business thing. It's a deal between Sony and Comcast or whatever, or HBO and and Comcast and Sony. And it says it in the net neutrality that business decisions do not affect being able to block something. So...
0: I kind of hope Comcast. Is, I kind of hope Comcast gets nailed for the wall for this.
1: <laughs> me too, because this is ridiculous. Like, I mean, yeah, granted, I have a 360 and an Xbox One, but what if I didn't? And you know, I have HBO and I can't watch it on my system. It's it's kind of dumb, and I think it's dumb. Like, really, what does it hurt you? To already have it on the Xbox One and, and 360, what does it hurt you have on, three, on the PS3 and PS4? If, if you and HBO are having issues, and then you guys just can't come to an agreement, then you need to block it off everything then, instead of just uh, the Sony system. But it is what it is, I guess. So, well, um, got plenty of stuff coming out this week. We got Borderlands, the Handsome Collection. If you're you're into that, we already mentioned Life is Strange episode two, uh, Slender coming to the Xbox One and PS4. Um, you've got uh, Black Death Auto Online. You're gonna be getting that.
0: Nope, because I'm waiting for the PC version. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, the Lego Ninjago stuff for 3DS and Vita. Pillars of Eternity coming out. Got that? You getting that?
0: I already got it, but yeah.
1: And you got Bloodborne, the biggest game coming out this week, and that Forza Horizon Two standalone DLC for Fast and Furious. But think Bloodborne is gonna sell a lot? It'll probably sell
0: as well as the Dark Souls game, but I mean that's about all it's gonna do.
1: <laughs> I mean, there are those those hungry people for games on the PS4.
0: Yeah, but I think once they see what it is, and it might not resonate with like a large pe- percent of people, like Dark Souls.
1: Right. <sighs> yeah, I just—I <clears throat> mean, I'm hoping it does well for Sony. I'm hoping there's not problems it, <sighs> because, for God's sakes, there's been enough of those. Yeah. uh they need a—they need a break at this point. But, yeah, so um, I, I think that does it for this week. Uh, hopefully next week Robert will be on. He says he's been working every day this week, and he's got a test and a paper to write and all this stuff. So lots going on for him. Uh, but let's get to those plugs. Mark?
0: Uh, the 8th Ball will be up this week about the top eight city, uh, city simulation games. And Adam wants me to do a review of Paperbound, but I'm not going to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you tell him no, or you're just gonna...
0: I'll tell him no eventually, but it's a multiplayer-only, uh, like, Smash Brothers game. Local multiplayer. And it's like, well, I can fight against the computer a few times, that's about all I can do.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no online, that's... Dumb.
0: There's no online and there's no story, so it's like, what do you want me to do with this?
1: <laughs> tell you how crappy the finding system is, I guess,
0: It's fine enough. I played, like, I did, like, a preview code, but it's, like, there's just not enough content for me to play it, so. Yeah. I mean, you'd have a better shot playing against your daughter or something.
1: Probably so. Speaking of, I really need to get to, uh, I I gotta get to playing Altair, Shally so I can review that thing, just... Too much stuff going on. I'm gonna to have to figure out how to balance all the stuff I have going on. When they they try to get me to now they're trying to get me to do stuff for the sports website besides just write do the podcasts and I'm like, My God, do you understand how much other stuff I have to do? It's <laughs> <laughs> But they're like, That's not an excuse So it's like okay we're giving you a platform, you need to do something else. So it's like, Oh, okay. Whatever, that wasn't part of the deal, but I love how y'all change it all the time. Greedy Yeah. Greedy asses. Uh So, um, Robert, you know, he does podcasts. He does that Metal Hammer Doom podcast in the and Broadcasting Network. Just go download or subscribe to the and Broadcasting Network. There's a lot of good podcasts in there besides the ones that Robert does uh, from the Cheap Seeds, uh, the MMA podcast that they do, um, the... There's a movie podcast that they do in there. Um, it's all good stuff. Uh, Robert also does the Sentai Rider podcast, which apparently... He was supposed to do, but he wound up just shooting the crap with his friend instead of doing the podcast. So I guess we'll have to wait another week for that. Um, Daniel, of course, that's against Factor Fiction in the Game Zone. Comes out every Thursday morning. This week was Jeremy and Randall talking about the big news of this week. Uh, the Games Top 5 this week was Final Fantasy Spinoff Titles, which will come out. It'll be out the same day this is, on Monday morning. Uh, now that uh, you know it is what it is uh, I think Jeremy doesn't do editing on Saturday so apparently somebody decided it was better for it to come out on Monday which is probably a better idea because I, I didn't get to put it out on, on put it in on Friday like I normally do
0: oh yeah um,
1: and next week I'm I'm having a tough time I'm going to have to figure this out I, I might do top five most wanted uh, things you want in it the next nintendo console but i'm not totally sold on that idea yet um there's four pc also and the game zone comes out every wednesday morning and uh so i've got the football to football podcast which is every saturday morning we're talking mls and north american soccer and and also talk about right now March Madness is going on the the NCAA attorney and then NFL free agency has been going on, so we talked about that as well. Um, and I've got the wrestling to the max, which I'm still toying. I don't know if I want to just make a special wrestling to the max and do the uh, do the uh, what we normally do with this podcast, which is I, which I don't know next week we might have two episodes we might have a saturday normal episode and we might have a sunday night episode which is dedicated to wrestlemania 31 and reviewing that and everything um i've still gotta talk to gary and talk to everybody else i usually do it because it gives daniel and robert the chance to be able to talk about wrestlemania which they wouldn't get to do otherwise if it wasn't on this podcast so not that they can't come on the other one i'll I'll have to figure this out with everybody but we will be back on Saturday, regardless, um, or Sunday morning, whatever. Um, we are available on Stitcher, on iTunes, on TuneIn Radio. Look for Cooperative Multiplayer Live. You can find us there. Subscribe, rate, and review us. You know, tell us how you, how what you think, how you think we're doing. If there's something you want to see added, what you want to see changed, you know, just uh, let us know. And yeah, that that rest of the Max Podcast will be back on Tuesday doing our preview for Wrestlemania uh 31 and talking about that go home raw and all the other stuff that's going on so until then everyone uh enjoy your games and see you later have a good one